This is an after-school program podcast. Welcome to the Home Studio Hangout Podcast, where we explore what it's like building, running, and working out of a home studio with your hosts, Joshua Matatuck, Andrew Simmons, and many guests in different areas of the music industry. And we're back to the podcast. What's up? What's up? This is Andrew. This is my buddy, Josh. And uh, we want to thank you to coming and hanging out at the Home Studio Hangout podcast. First thing off the top, uh, I don't know if you didn't hear the last episode, we hit a milestone, Josh. We passed 500 listeners and downloads for the first time, which is like wild. That's, that's wild. So thank you, everybody who uh, hangs out with us and listens. And, that's you know. pretty silly because like, I really thought it was just going to be like we're each going to have three friends who like sometimes listen to the podcast, yeah. but like people seem to actually dig it. And I'm kind of surprised because all this podcast is, is me just rambling from my ADD <laughs> thoughts and drew just trying to like steer me on track. And then we were done. And like, there that's an episode. That's an episode. Uh, yeah. We're currently, I mean, we, we, we crossed heavy with, um, both the Knicks back to back. I don't know if you even realized that we did that, but we would both the Knicks back to back. Um, we're at 580. So I want to thank all of you that come and hang out. Um, we're in a bunch of different countries too. Josh, I don't know if I told you that. What? Yeah. So we're like in, um, I'm pulling it up right now. So we're not just in like North Carolina and Pennsylvania. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen different countries. Bro. So just want to say thank you to everybody that listens right off the top. Because we try to stay grateful for everything. So um today's episode we have is uh one that me and Josh have been kind of talking about. The last couple episodes have been interviews which have been fun, but we haven't been able to do like a, uh, just me and Josh one-on-one episode for a couple weeks now. So we decided why the heck not? Uh, because we've been seeing a lot of people doing dumb stuff on social media and we just got to say, well, and well, first of all, we don't just see people doing dumb things on social (laughs) media. We also do them. (laughs) We also do the dumb things. (laughs) Sometimes. Yeah. Um, but we just got to say to ourselves and everybody, you need to stop it. It's just, just got to stop. So we're going to go through today 10 things that we kind of see ourselves or other people doing on social media um, that you guys need to stop doing right now because it makes you look, I don't know, not cool, not fun to hang out with, or it's actually preventing you from getting clients. That's where a couple, a bunch of these are actually like preventative measures for you guys. Um, or cool. you're bringing in the wrong kind of people. Oh yeah, or yeah, you're bringing the wrong kind of people. Um, so Josh, you want to start us off with numero uno? Number one is trying to flex in your bios. Trying to flex which is in like, your bios, like, which is like, there's a nice way to do it. Like, yeah, 
you know, if you if you can flex, then flex away, my friend. Yeah, but there's it's pretty uh, often that we see a lot of people over inflating yeah. their accomplishments in an effort to land more projects, and that's shady. The most common one I see, it's either people that have recently moved to Nashville or LA and they're trying to flex on their hometown friends and it's like Nashville singer-songwriter, Nashville songwriter. It's like, all right, well, if you're a songwriter and you live in Nashville, you're a Nashville songwriter. So that's anybody and everybody that lives in Nashville. That's not like that special. It sounds like a flex and it's not a flex. What's funny is Nick would always joke about that. He'd be like, well, all you have to do is come here, track one line and then put in your bio that you're an LA recording artist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nashville recording artist. That just means you paid money to go to Nashville you paid a studio money to drive to Nashville to record there or LA. You paid a money money to a studio in LA to go record there. Like that's not For a while I jokingly had three airline codes in my bio. <laughs> like I did it as a joke whenever I first moved to Florida. So I had Pittsburgh, Tampa, and then I threw in LA also. And I forgot about it for like three months and I was yeah. like, Man, these people probably think I suck. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, hey, check this out. And I was like messing around with my friends. And then it was like, I did that in like January. And then I think in like March or April, I finally realized that it was still in there. And you were like, oh, I look like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. I I like made a post about it because I felt embarrassed. Yeah. Well, and there's like good ways to flex in your bios too. I want to give kind of for all of these, if possible, I want to give like a counter, you know, a good way to do it and a bad way to do it. Um, the good way is like, you know, if you've worked with a, if you've regularly worked with an artist, like, um, a producer, generally a lot of bigger artists have like the same producer, right? So it's like producer for a B C artist, you know, whatever we were just talking about Selena Gomez, like Selena Gomez, Justin Bieber, and somebody else like you know say say that you're a producer and you work with those people regularly or you write with those people regularly like you're in the circle with them um that's like a normal flex to me that's like it's not really even a flex it's more like just stating your accolades you know well yeah i mean that's the thing like there's a huge difference between just like being honest and then like trying to seem way cooler than you are Mm -hmm. and um yeah, I think, I think so that like comes just, down to like your reason behind putting stuff up on there. Yeah, you want to seem cool, or you're just trying to let people know what you do. It's a difference. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's really what it comes down to. Yep. Um, Number two, not having easy to find websites. This has happened so much to me lately because I've been like, I was looking for somebody to tune vocals or to do drum edits. I don't remember which one it was. I was looking for somebody to do something. Um, And some people have been hitting me up just like, hey, I do production, blah, blah, blah. And I'll go, you know, on Instagram, you DM me, whatever. And I'll, I'll go to your profile and I don't, I can't find anything that you've worked on. Firstly, that's kind of annoying. If it's like if I can't within the first like couple scrolls of your uh, 
profile, find like a video of something that you've worked on, whether it's a real TikTok thing or just a clip from a song or something like that. Um, Real quick. That's annoying. Yeah. So on Instagram, if you're a professional account, God, I'm burping. Send help. All right. Um, On Instagram, there's an email button that you could put on your profile. So someone can just email. There's also a book now feature, which I took that off. Nobody actually wanted to talk to me. Um, And then like Linktree is what? Like six bucks a month? It's free. Yeah, it's free. And then if you want to get like the extra features, it's like six bucks. Yeah, but what we, I mean, we use Linktree for the podcast and we don't pay for it. Yeah, I think I pay for mine because I wanted to check out the analytics and then I never check them because I don't care. <laughs> so whatever. Yeah. You can but use like, it yeah, for like... Linktree is literally free and you yeah. can use that to like link to your Spotify account so people can see all the songs you worked on. Mm-hmm. You can have it set up so um, you can have it to your website, just whatever you want. And uh, yeah. I think at the very minimum... If just you don't website have a bio, website, yeah. at least have a Spotify playlist that you can send to people. Yeah. Be like, hey, these are the tracks that I worked on. Yeah, I mean, the really, at, at the at the minimum, yes. I would say either like a Spotify playlist or something like that. You can go to... Um, Which also, the Spotify playlist to, is a great idea if you work with artists who stream well. Because... Yeah. As soon as somebody clicks on that artist, then they're going to see like their monthly listeners and how many streams that song mm-hmm. has. And like, it kind of reinforces the fact that like, oh yeah, well this song was good enough that a million people listened to it or whatever. And to clean up and to clean up like what it looks like, you can, um, create a bitly bit.ly link for it. So what you do is you grab, make your playlist. Um, I even have my Spotify playlist, uh, for my portfolio, just, just in case people want to check it out, I have it linked to my website. Um, so, but in what I used to do before I had my web my website built out was I would um, get my link from my Spotify portfolio playlist, and I would put it in a bit.ly link, and it would be like bit.ly slash Drew's portfolio or something like that. Um, and Let's everybody know what it is. It creates a much shorter URL, so it looks really good in a Instagram bio as well, um, or in linking to whatever. It just looks a lot more professional than just like open.spotify.com slash all this other jargon. So, yeah, I think I think at minimum that's. You know, if you're just getting started out and you just want to build like your playlist, your a playlist for your um, portfolio, that's a good way to show people what you do. But even like if you're not, there's a bunch of people that have been doing this for years that it was really hard for me to find their website, man. Like it's just like they just didn't have it. It wasn't in their bio. I don't know why. But like, put your put your information where pe- where people can find it. If I'm looking for people to work for me. I need to be able to find like instances of what you do pretty easily. Yeah. Um I you so that was a big one that. for me that got uh it graded on my nerves in a different way because it it was affecting me uh being able to actually hire somebody. 
So yeah. Number three. Trying to seem like you know everything. This is Josh, super. Josh, you want to talk about this one? Yeah. <laughs> so this is like really, uh, really, really important because you're only as good as what you know. And so. <laughs> There's no, like, I, I don't know. We see it all the time. Like, yeah. Between, like, the fake guru posts that we put a whole episode out about, between, you know, just interacting on different Facebook groups and stuff, like, a lot of people will just be saying flat-out wrong things. And, like, being ready to die on that hill of whatever false thing that they're talking about, and it's just, it's pointless. Like, I literally I saw somebody like, arguing that an 1176 was a preamp. And I was like, what are you talking about? Hey, did you try plugging a mic into it? (laughs) See, this is what I'm talking about, dude. Like, I don't get it, man. Like, people just want to die on the dumbest hills. Yeah, And it doesn't make any sense. Like, please, plug a microphone into an 1176 and tell me if it works. Yeah, it's... I think what they were going for, they meant a 1073 which is a Neve preamp. Um, but they, and I, I, I even saw somebody say, oh, do you mean a 1073, the Neve preamp? And they were like, no, I mean a universal audio 1176 preamp. For those of you that don't know, 1176 is a compressor. It is very famous universal audio compressor. It's the one with the, like the two knobs uh, and the, uh, attack and release small buttons and all of like the numbers next to the push in buttons with the with the VU meter. Um, that's the 1176. It's a very famous, very famous uh, Universal Audio compressor. Universal Audio compressor, not a preamp. If you just plug a mic straight into it, it's not going to work because it doesn't get an, it doesn't get a, a enough signal for it to actually react. Yeah, so. we talked about this. Um... Like we have, we we did the episodes about preamps yeah. and compressors and stuff, so you could go learn about them if you don't yeah. know what they are. But yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like people just want to die on dumb hills that don't matter, and it boggles my mind. Like I think, I mean, pushing it back to more of like a mindset thing. Mm-hmm. Like the more willing you are to learn, the better you're gonna get. You know, mm-hmm. we're in the Matt Rad Discord, and David Fuller is in there. Every day, just spitting knowledge. This man knows things about gear that I have never even heard of. And it boggles my mind. Mm -hmm. Or in the group chat the other day, like Ryan put in there, hey, why don't like why don't you try a TLM mic into a transformerless Mm -hmm. preamp? Bro, I never thought about that. I was like, that makes no sense because the microphone is transformerless, so why would you put it through a transformerless preamp? But apparently it sounds killer. And it's like that's apparently that's what it's made to do, but we just didn't know that. Right. We're like learning about your DAW in new ways. Like there's so much to all this. Yeah. So I think we said enough about number three, trying to seem like you know everything. Uh, but we can move on to number four, which is shopping your course or being a guru of some kind, which we've done a whole episode on. I just I just think that it is important to reiterate that if you're going to make a course, like that's cool. I've thought about making an Ableton Live course, like for 
for a beginner's like you know production Ableton Live course because um, most of the ones that I've done are more geared towards EDM producers, um, not like pop producers or indie like producers. So I've thought about making something like that, but like pushing it to the point of it being the most annoying thing ever. No one's going to want to take your dang course if all you ever say is, hey, yeah, take my course. Every mention of Ableton Live, oh, yeah, hey, you should take my course. Um, I don't even think that. Like, I mean, one, like, you know, let your homies have a breath. But, like, also, like, if you're going to do something like that, at least make sure it's good. Yeah. You know, a lot of people will put out trash courses. Even, like, people who are popular put out trash courses. And... They aren't cheap, you know, and uh, I think that it's really important to realize that like courses are cool and all, but you're going to learn way more if you're actually working with people. Yeah. Like work with other producers, work with other engineers, work with other mixers. I learned more from sending my songs out for mix than I did from any course. I think, and yeah, I think that's a huge thing is find a close knit group of friends that are going to be really crucial about your course and have them beta test it. Yeah. Like, I think that's send huge. it to us. Send it to us. We'll, yeah. Send we'll, it to us. We'll beta test it. We'll give it a gander. I'll tell you if it's bad. I'll tell you if it's great. I'll tell you if it's just okay. More importantly, I would tell you if I would buy it. Yeah. And that's, which is always going to be a no. Yeah. I, I didn't even buy the Ryan Tedder course. Everyone was like, oh, I'm taking it. And I was like, eh, it's probably really cool. But like, I've taken enough of these courses to realize everybody does exactly what I do. They just do it a lot better than me. Yeah. So, you know. That's everything. That's what Nail the Mix taught me. That's exactly what Nail the Mix taught me was, hey, everybody's doing kind of the same thing. They're just way more detailed in how they approach it. And they're working with a lot better source material. That that Will Putney one was so funny because I remember reading this interview about how he doesn't use drum samples and blah, blah, blah. And then he like loads up the session. He's like, all right, these are my four snare samples. And I literally looked. I skipped forward by five minutes. He was like, all right, now here's three limiters in a row. And I was like, okay, I'm closing the course. I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. You should go back and watch it. That one's actually that he does some really cool stuff with guitars, guitar specifically. He does some really cool I, stuff with guitars. In that I think one. I canceled my subscription. No, I, I, so. I still have mine. Uh, the, so, but anyway, yeah, I think getting your friends to beta test it because we're even if on the, on the small side of things, like you're just, you're just one dude. And if you're putting a course together, it's probably you and maybe two other people like getting fresh eyes on it is always a good thing, you know? Um, even just for looking for things like misspellings. I've seen so many misspellings in courses, just like bad, or just bad grammar, or like, you may think something's really clear in a way that you explain it, but getting an extra opinion on that might actually show you that you're saying that in a really convoluted way that doesn't really make sense to the average person. Or you're like me where you start a sentence and then in the middle of the sentence you forget what the sentence was about so you just yeah. keep talking and hope it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, you Michael Scott it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes I start a sentence. I don't know where it's going to go. It's a journey. <laughs> That's me. Hey, it's me. You Michael boy. Scott. You boy. 
Anyway, uh, <laughs> but yeah, if you're if you're planning on doing a course, which you know I'm planning on doing a course, and I'm sure at some point Josh will probably do something on how to distort everything in your mix on purpose. Like Bro, you, you, what do you know about saturation and scoop and vocals? Grow exactly, up. Exactly. Exactly. Listen to the kid Leroy and get back to me. Exactly. Let's, let's, uh, let's get the, the Josh, uh, Josh distorts like, everything class. It's like you, it's like you did a 10 DB boost at 400. Like that's how, <laughs> that's how much it hurts me. <laughs> anyway, the, uh, let's move on to number five, which is like more of a, uh, I would say a personality tr- issue, like a men- this is a very big mental thing, um, and it's being fake. Like, what does that look like online, Josh? Uh, oh no! What? I'm running out of disk space. This better not be recording to my hard drive. <laughs> I think it's recording to my. Oh, <laughs> better hurry up! <laughs> All right, being fake. Um... Uh, I mean, it kind of goes along with the whole hype thing. It's like Mm -hmm. trying to be someone you're not because like people can smell that from a mile away. Like our Mm -hmm. whole lives, we were told like when you answer the phone and someone asks you for any personal information, you don't give it to them, right? Like when someone knocks on your door, you don't answer it. When somebody, you know, offers a warranty on a product at Best Buy. You turn it down because it's all a scam. <laughs> and it's like, we've all just been trained to like sniff out fake things. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you they know. can even, they even say like from, I've been, you know, got a baby on the way. They even say from birth, kids do are really good uh, uh, fake, you know, good at reading people. They're really good at recognizing like you're lying to them or you're being like disingenuous to them. Um, which is, oh, really man, that's wild. awful because that means that never mind. I can't say, it. Oh yeah, I could say it. I used to teach drum lessons and that means that every single kid that I said good job to probably knew that I was lying. Yeah. But they, good job. Good job. No, no. Yeah. But they, I mean, they, I was sort of genuine kids. Kids do a really good job of like, you know, making, seeing through your bull crap. So, like, from an early age, we were taught to be able to read people. You know, it's kind of innately ingrained into us to read people's bullcrap. So, hey, just don't do it. Just don't do it. Bottom line, yeah, number five, and like, on top fake, of that, like, just be honest it. with people, man. Like, if you have an artist reaching out to you and they want you to work on a project that you think can be a lot better, like, for instance, I was hired to master a track. Dude sends me the track and I was like, nah, like a master isn't going to help this song. I'll mix it for you. Just send me the stems. I'll hook you up on a price since it's your first time doing anything with music. Mm -hmm. So he was like, all right, sick. He sent me the stems and he had no clue how to do it. And I was like, these stems are really bad. And I was just honest with him. I was like, dude, I hate saying this kind of thing. But these stems are not good. You need to go to a producer, a proper engineer, somebody to help you get this done because you're going to pay me hundreds of dollars to do all this. And it's still, and it's still just going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And he, I, I don't know about you guys, but like 
I would very much prefer that someone is like, hey, man, I'm going to be honest. I don't want to work on this because it's not going to be good. Mm -hmm. I don't want all of your money, you know, like don't waste your money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd rather I'd rather tell somebody not to waste their money. I mean, I would personally would appreciate somebody to tell me, hey, it's going to be a waste of your money to do this. I think you need to approach it this way. And then Mm -hmm. maybe and then maybe you have a conversation with that person and you can, you know, teach them a little bit about like, hey, here maybe, you know, here's what you're looking for. What songs are you trying to go after? Like, these are the kinds of things that you need to watch out for when I'm listening to this artist versus your stuff. Like, the quality of, you know, vocal takes, drum sounds, guitar sounds, whatever it might be, keys, samples, I don't know. Um, You know, they're just not good enough and they need to be better. Right. Which goes right into numero six. Comes right forcing, out of being fake. Into forcing numerous. your vibe. Yes. You could tell I wrote those last two Yeah, I can tell you wrote whenever, those last two. And you could tell I did not care whenever I wrote those down. Like, I I, I was just like, this is what it means. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, you get it, right? You understand, right? I mean, I get, I, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, I think, and being fake is one thing, and be, forcing your vibe is like, I think I even did this for a little while. It's Everybody like, does, dude. Because yeah. like, you're on social media, you see the influencers, you see the artists, and you're like, I need to be something different. And it's like, no, like just do whatever you like. Yeah. Like people like what you like if it's genuine. Mm-hmm. I mean, all this really comes down to being genuine. Yeah. The The forcing your vibe part I'm trying to think of an instance of like where that really, I think for me it had to do with like, I don't know. I'm a pretty genuine person. I'm going to interrupt. Okay, go for it. There was this Facebook post yeah. where this dude is renting on my floor mm-hmm. and he was talking about how this guy next door blasts the PA system to old grunge songs and just plays drums to them badly. And so my friend tagged me in it. He was like, dude, what floor are you on? And I was like, four. And so like, we're going back and forth. And he's like, yeah, dude, I'm the room where there's four pots outside of it because the ceiling's leaking. Funny that I just found that out too. And so I found his room. He's literally right down here. And I hear the guy just blaring on his drum set right now. And I think it's hilarious. That's amazing. Like this dude pays hundreds of dollars a month just to play along to like 90s grunge songs. (laughs) And he's like not on ears either. He has a PA system that he's cranking louder than his drum set. That's amazing. I don't the, get it. Yeah. Anyway, back to Josh's <laughs> tangent moment of the day. <laughs> uh, yeah, forcing your vibe. I, I think I definitely had a moment where I was like, you know, I'm I'm super into hip-hop stuff and things like that it's like i feel like i need to i don't know have more of a hip-hop aesthetic whatever that looks like but it's like i don't know i'm just like me and i just do what i do and i think i'm like i've gotten comfortable and like you know doing what i do i have my nice color scheme so my studio is very like dark blue like navy blue and gray um so I got my dark blue panels. 
and my uh, my gray panel over here. This is a panel right there um, that my Totoro is sitting on. The uh, so it's like I have my good like little you know thing, and I'm not trying to be like hype beast or anything like that. I'm just you know a mellow dude, and I think being finding what you enjoy and just being comfortable in that and not going down the rabbit hole of saying, oh, I have to have the newest fashion Yeezys. thing. Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeezys. I want Yeezys so bad, dude. Yeah, I dude, keep looking Yeezys. at every drop. I'm so close to buying a pair. But it's like, it's like you know, <laughs> but that's that fits you to me. Like, uh, that fits... That you think fits, I'm cool enough to wear Yeezys? I feel, I feel like that fits, like, your personality and what you do more than what I do. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. Maybe I'm wrong, but um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think that it's just like, what it just keeps going back to the idea of just like being you instead of trying mm-hmm. to be other people. Being you um, and being confident in what you are. Oh yeah, being confident is huge, dude. Because like, I don't know if we talked about this before on the podcast, but if you tell people that you're good and if you tell people to work with you, then they're going to think that you're good and they're going to work with you. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, that's it's crazy. It's, like, it's pretty wild. Like, like Seth Godin talks about that. Like if yeah. you tell people like, hey, I'm good at what I do work with me, they're more likely to work with you than if you were like, hey, I'm okay. Maybe we should work. I mean, like, yeah. that's like, I mean, that's like don't, super don't simple, like, right? Don't like flex on people hard and be like, yo, I'm the best. But just oh, be yeah, like, don't, yeah, be, con- be self-confident, Khaled, but then. in like a humble way. There's a humble way to be self-confident. There really is. I all caps rage every time a good song I worked on drops. They, I mean, well, yeah, that's perfectly fine. Like, cause you're hype, you're hype on it. You know, that's different. Um, but like hopping into people's DMs, like. Yo, I worked on all this stuff and I'm really good. You should work with me. Like that's no, like, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, yeah, so maybe don't do that. But like, you know, if you hop in someone's DMs, like, talk to them like they're a human, man. Yeah, that's that's. I think that's talk the, to them like they're your friend. Like, there's a distinct difference in saying, "Yo, I'm sick. Here's all my stuff. You should work with me," rather than, "Hey, I see you're doing music stuff." Um. I'm really digging what I'm hearing. Uh, any possibility of us working together? Those two are technically saying the same thing. Sound very different. Yeah. Or, I don't know. See, I get a little wild about written communication and like how to yeah. say certain things. Uh, just because I was in sales for so long. I would never tell somebody either of those things because they're... One is too direct and one's too passive. I would hit them up and be like, hey, I just wanted to reach out to let you know I'm a huge fan of what you do. Here's some tracks. Let me know what you think of them. Because you're yeah. telling them to check them out. Yeah. Either you know, one like, works. I think it depends on... I think it depends on... I think mine is coming from a place of... Um, I have more, quote-unquote, clout than the person that i'm talking to whereas i feel like yours is probably a reaching up scenario yeah and like i mean i would do it regardless but like i saw this really great post and it was about um women and how they talk to men in uncomfortable situations Mm -hmm. and so they said stop using i forget 
if there's a technical term for it, but like, you know, instead of saying that makes me uncomfortable, a lot of women will say that kind of makes me uncomfortable or that sort of makes me uncomfortable. And like, that sounds a lot less serious than I'm uncomfortable. And, um, you know, like apologizing whenever you have no reason to apologize, like taking certain words out can say a lot more than putting more words in. And so I kind of do that whenever I'm uh, like really want somebody to listen to what I'm doing. Being clear and and concise in your communication. Yeah. Like you just have to be super blunt, but then be nice about it. So instead of like, there's some form of a cushion there, right? Mm -hmm. So the cushion could be, hey, man, I would really appreciate it if you just like kind of maybe checked out my songs a little bit and like let me <laughs> yeah. know if you really liked them or maybe you didn't really like it. I mean, it's totally cool. Or you could say, hey, man, I would really or I really want you to listen to this or like I made this with you in mind. Yeah, and that's, I think that's a great way to say it. Instead of having the cushion being all of the extra maybes and sortas, like the yeah. non-definites, mm-hmm. your cushion is now here's one track, but I have more if you like if you like it. Yeah, here's something I made with you in mind. I was I heard your music, something like that. I heard your music. My brother, I made this with you in mind. Thought my it was brother sick. started Did doing you? that actually. Um, really? Yeah. So whenever he, so my brother has a clothing brand called Paradise Hills. It's very sick. He's trying to. Um, get more clothes in the hands of people that he relates to. And he kind of made the brand about. So, you know, a lot of like younger hip hop artists, uh, pop artists, uh, influencers who are kind of in the whole hype beast kind of thing. I mean, maybe I shouldn't call it that. I think that that's like outdated at this point. I don't know. I'm like 85 years old. You know what I but, mean? Um, <laughs> so what he started doing is instead of his email subjects being something like, uh clothing brand yeah. needs model or like something stupid like very I have, salesy i have sponsorship opportunity like no what his email subject is now is i made this for you or if he's emailing an artist manager then he'll call them out like he actually emailed the kid Leroy's manager and he was like um i made this for the kid Leroy, and it was opened within six minutes yeah, I mean, you're. They never got back alike. to him, but that's okay because they opened it within six minutes, and that's what's important. His other emails weren't even opened. Yeah, no, you have to. You have to. I think personalizing it like that is probably a much better, a much better approach than you know, forcing, forcing yourself to be you know, this too either too humble or overly not humble person yeah because here's the deal you don't want your email to sound like a promotional ad that you get from an email campaign yeah you want your subject line to seem like your friend is talking to you yeah that's why we do the podcast the way that we do it because it's the hangout baby we're Mm -hmm. all just hanging out it's the hangout baby i'm about to install a hammock here I'm going to hang it from the drop ceiling so when it falls off, I can see if the wall actually goes above the drop ceiling or not. I'm not bitter. Um, anyway, I think that we really kind of nailed, nailed that point. Y- yep. Uh, so now we're going to go to number seven, being on it too much. I think we're all 
all, literally everybody. This involves you. If you if you're listening to this podcast, it involves you. If, if you're on this podcast currently, it involves you. Isn't that right, Josh? Yeah. <laughs> you just I've been I've been doing a lot better. So I noticed yeah. that there's a huge correlation that when my mental health takes a dive, my time on social media increases. Like screen time will help you track that. It's kind of hard for me to see what like my actual um real numbers are because like as you guys know, I have a day job right now. So like I'll be checking Facebook and then making calls as I do it. And all my calls go to my cell phone. So it it might say I have five hours on Facebook when really Facebook was open as I'm accepting and yeah ending phone calls all day. So it's kind of hard to tell. But what I noticed was is my time, I felt like I was on social media constantly so I would start deleting apps on my phone, even if it was just for eight hours a day and then I would reinstall them later mm-hmm. at night just to like force me to stay off of them. Another thing I did is I noticed the main cause of my sadness was from Twitter because I would get on Twitter and Twitter's fantastic if you want to keep current on what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. The problem with that is that the world is a really bad place. Right. So, especially especially in the last couple of years. It's got it's like significantly <laughs> The the morale level on it is just significantly lower. Bro, I would see like all the scandals with the yeah. president, and then I would see all of these awful things. All the COVID stuff. And all the COVID stuff, and then the Me Too stuff, and then before mm-hmm. you knew it, I was sad for like all of these dead people, all of these people who were hurt, all of these stupid people that we elected, and then before you know it, I'm just like sitting there in a soup of my own brain because it just melted. Yeah. And so I just deleted my Twitter altogether. I don't have one right now. And um, I did that back in August as a way to make a new account because I thought making a new account would fix it. Turns out I used the Explore page a lot. Didn't fix it at all. So I finally, a few weeks ago, I saw one really messed up tweet and I was like, that's it. Done here. No more because it's going to take me an hour for me to like recover from that. So I keep flicking the handles on this case, by the way, and it's clipping my mic. So I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, so I deleted my Twitter. I made a new Instagram because I was sick of seeing the same things, even though I have like 50 followers on there compared to my almost two grand on my other account. It doesn't matter. Those people didn't care about what I'm doing now. Those people cared about Metalcore Josh anyway. Yeah. So plus my new handle was Josh Wright songs, which is sick. Best handle in existence. Shout out to Josh not being a super popular name. I mean, it's pretty popular, but it's not like, you know, as popular as Andrew. Apparently, dude, uh, like, I was, I was, well, I had to spell Drew weird to get all of my handles to be the same. I had to spell it my D-R-U way. Um, yeah. So it would actually make sense. But yeah, I'm lucky I got that on everything too. Yeah. Oh, another thing is uh, TikTok. TikTok sucks me in. Like yeah, if I'm having dude. a bad day, I could easily spend all night on TikTok because it's hilarious and it makes me feel better. So what I did is I got rid of like a social media app on my phone. So I would have to go over to like all my apps and then select it. And um, that's been great. Oh, so you you put it in your library? Yeah, it's in my library. So on the newer iPhones, for those of you, I'm not sure if everybody has it and some people are on Androids. Um, But for the newer iPhones, um, 
there's a there's an app library now. Some of you may know this. When you swipe all the way over to the right, uh, it'll show all of your apps. I actually do the exact same thing. I only have a couple apps that I keep on my home, my two home pages. Here, I could show um, you. Oh my god, I'm good. Screen, Everything's breaking. Yeah, I was gonna say. So sc- I don't even have. Yourself. I just have a home page. So I use. Um, I I pay. I pay for an app called Brief, which is a news app, and it's $5 a month, and it is completely neutral, unbiased news with sources for everything. Mm -hmm. That's great because it keeps me in the loop with all of the bad things that happen, but it only takes up five minutes of my day instead of reading 15 million tweets about the same tragedy. Yeah. Um, I have all my power stuff. I have my notes. I have my email. I have... Uh, a TikTok uh, bubble that I've never used. And then I have Dropbox and my calendar. Nice. Um, and so like that's just on, that takes up half of my home screen. It's like the little widget that you could swipe through. Mm-hmm. And then I have my to-do list, Dropbox, Evernote, Messenger, Discord, Gmail, my work to-do list, and then my work email all on my homepage. And that's it. That's all okay. I got. There you go. And like, what's crazy is the minute that you take those things away from you, it's like you don't access them anymore. Yeah. Now I'm checking the discord in the communities that I want to be in with the people that I like way more than I'm checking Twitter for sure. Well, or Facebook. And so I keep my Twitch widget on the left side swipe. So if I want to watch anything over there, I have access to it. But outside of that, I try to keep it kind of away because I'll spend hours on Twitch too. If I'm not careful. Same as TikTok. Um, But yeah, I think being on it too much, for me, my correlation, because you were saying that your mental health was like your big correlation with it. My correlation is I notice I use my phone in general way more when I'm not reading. When I'm reading more, I use my phone less and in turn have a better mental health attitude. I feel more productive um, it's re- it seems it seems really stupid, but like the the you sitting down to read and you completing a chapter of a book even just once or twice a day, it will make you feel like you've done so much and all you've done is read a chapter. But the you just feel so productive and you feel more focused and you haven't looked at a screen for an hour, so that's like huge for me. I, mean, I don't know, it helps my mental health a lot. Yeah. I think that that takes us on to number eight, which is staying friends with people that you hate. Which Josh recently did a lot of purging. It's so much. So I randomly got like 4,000 friend requests in like August and I accepted all of them. About to say, this will also go with number 10 or we'll move that to number nine. Yeah, we'll move that to number nine. And that, these these kind of go together. Accepting every friend request you get, do not do it. Don't do I it. I thought all these people wanted to, you know, work with me. I thought or that they were all people out. who worked in music. A lot of these people don't work in music, and a lot of these people I have no clue who they are. And then they're just putting up racist, hateful stuff all day. And then I every day I just have to purge my friends list. It's really annoying. Yeah. Now on the other hand, I started going through and. Even if it's somebody that I've known for years, if they are like exhausting, like there's a lot of people who just 
their entire feed is about the unjust things of this world, which I think everybody should speak up about. But it's like it it does get exhausting. I feel that's I all take, they've ever talked about. I can't take ten posts a day about ten different heavy issues because it makes me feel like the world is ending. So I just started either muting those people or I started unfriending them. And well, and something else that that does do is a negative side of accepting every friend request and staying friends with people that suck is that for the most part, if they're people that suck, you're probably not going to work with them. And if they don't work in music or they aren't in a band or they're not your ideal client, you probably don't need to be friends with them on like Facebook or something like that anyway, because they're not the ideal person for you to, pitch your services to like i i don't really use social media as like a social media platform really anymore i because i don't really care about all that i'll stay connected with you know people that i care about by like having their phone numbers um same or or being in like a group chat with them on on messenger or discord or something um but i'm but i i use my socials as more of a as a place for me to show people what I am working on. Which is show. also exhausting, man. Yeah, yeah. That, Grant that made a post, um, I think it was yesterday, where he was like, man, music Facebook is so exhausting. And I was yeah. like, oh my God, I miss cat videos. Dude, as soon as that he posted that, I felt, I felt the stress in my back whenever yeah. I read that message. <laughs> like immediately, I was just like, yeah, because like musician Facebook is just the worst place in the world. Well, and like if you, I don't know, man. It's like we, I think we do a really good job of repurposing, our, repurposing our content. Um, you know, we do the podcast stuff, and then the podcast stuff becomes Instagram things, and Instagram things become TikTok stuff, and then sometimes we make TikTok stuff, and it kind of goes across a bunch of different platforms. Well, so I'm like, not talking about like content. I'm t- like, I think I, I was thinking, was mostly... I was thinking content i'm just thinking like the creation of content and the the pressure put on you as a producer or a musician uh, see, to make I, content so being that he's not the type of person to do that sort of thing i'm pretty yeah. sure he's talking about all the ego stuff that goes oh i'm on. sure i'm sure that drives me crazy dude yeah dude the ego Once stuff again, on, going back on to the social media platforms that, like, just drive me wild people, yeah like people want to die on the worst hills and it's like bro like if you're gonna go down arguing about something, just like calling an eleven seventy six a preamp, right? Like, <laughs> I'm tired. Like, I, I need a nap after this episode, bro. Right? <laughs> I just drank a twenty ounce cold brew. I'm ready for bed, bro. I'm about to get me a. I'm about to get me a topo grapefruit and take a sleep. Um, but no, I think I, I don't know. I think the, those are a bunch of things to think about. It just we we I think we said this in another episode. Um, no toxic people, 2021. Hashtag no toxic people, 2021. We ain't playing. We ain't doing it. Not happening in the feeds. You see it in the feed, you get it out of the feed. You don't want to look at something, just pull it out. You know? Get it out of there. It's like... <laughs> All right, maybe I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I'm it's... not... I'm not like... I have a cool not... story that I'll tell you after the episode. I'm not, I'm not saying don't have differing opinions from yours. Because it's good to have differing opinions from yours. That's a sign of being a well-rounded person. That's a sign of keeping yourself in check. It's called being a grown-up. But, but like, as far as, like, 
if it's going too far one way. Exactly. Like, That's somebody's always angry if they're always being a bum. Just like yeah. get them out. Like what? What's the point? Bro, I had to. I had, there's some people that I've had to boot off my feeds, uh, whether it's unfollowing them or just muting them, that are like constantly posting GoFundMe's of like, you know, we. I just don't feel like working, so I want money. Go to my GoFundMe to help me people pay my bills. I, I thought GoFundMe was officially the insurance company of yeah. the United <laughs> States of America. Exactly. So. Yeah, dude. It's GoFundMe. GoFundMe. Don't want to work? Make one of us. Like, yeah, dude. There's a bunch of hillbilly people out here making GoFundMe. I didn't know that was a thing. I ain't playing with that. But then again, like, like, this area is very weird. It's very, uh, just bad. Yeah. It's a bad place. Don't come here. (laughs) Don't go to Pittsburgh. No. (laughs) I was having that... That good old fashioned. I think that Pittsburgh is more racist than the South talk with somebody the other day. Yeah. And every time I have to have that conversation, it just kills me a little bit more. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't give, don't give those. This is a great way to say it, actually, because this is a very visual way of saying it. Don't give those people your energy. By it being in front of you and you like stressing over the fact that it's in front of you. You're giving that person and that post energy from you that you, that you don't need to be doing that. Just yeah, you know, I, I think click, that there's unfollow. like kind of two sides to this one. There's one where it's like you got to do what you got to do to stay sane, like especially mm-hmm. with this crazy year and everybody being stuck inside and blah blah blah. But then on the other side, you have like the whole like actual like that is morally wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And it's like both are good reasons, in my opinion. Both are perfectly fine reasons. It it boggles my mind how, like, you know, after accepting that many friend requests, it's like crazy to me how many people work in music and like are sexist or racist. And it's Mm -hmm. just like you work in music. What are you doing? Yeah. Like have you like have you the, not have you the, not heard music before? Like, yeah, that's like the we biggest don't do that area. Here. That's like yeah. As I mean also, dude though, you you gotta understand we also come from the the metal scene, which is like I don't know, either the best or the worst about that kind of thing. They're either the most accepting or the least accepting. Oh uh, yeah, that's a good point. Like it's either like super like social justice, like let's get it, or it's like we listen to five finger death punch and exactly everybody so so we the dichotomy of metal is very drastic whereas i think because pop music and hip-hop music are so popular there's like so much in between that it kind of gets lost in the fray that's just my kind of view on it um but this will actually pair really well with this um if you see a person make an opinion that you disagree with, copy pasta. <laughs> don't argue with them in a public in a public way, man. Don't hop in those comment sections. Control yourself. I mean, that's something that we dabble with every once in a while. Like if somebody's doing something really stupid, yeah. I've found after many after many trials of how to combat the Facebook bully. 
you can argue all you want, but it's not going to get you anywhere. Exactly. You can call them names. It's not going to get you anywhere. Now, if you double-click Command-A, Command-C, Command-V, and click and Click and comments Command-V. <laughs> that, that is how you get to them. Just by saying whatever they said and putting it right back. But also, I don't recommend doing that because I was threatened that I, I was told that I was going to be canceled by Jesus for doing that. So yeah. maybe don't do that because yeah. I'm, I'm probably doomed at this point. But uh, I don't know, man. The <laughs> to me, I see people like it's it's one thing to call somebody out on like, hey, that's probably not very cool to say. Um, that's a little bit, you know, homophobic, racist. Oh, I did that. In the, I'm in the Sirius XM Octane group just yeah. for fun because it's just a bunch of boomers who are like talking about how sick Five Finger Death Punch is. Mm-hmm. And so this dude posted this video of like this um, of this attractive female playing drums, mm-hmm. and anybody in their right mind would have been like, "Yo, this girl's really good. You should support her." He said that. She's not that good at playing her instrument, and the song was really easy, but she makes it look really good. And I was like, that's gross. Yeah. And so I was just like, hey, man, you know that you could have just said, this girl played this song really good, and I would have been fine. And plus, mind you, it was an Avenged Sevenfold song, which isn't like easy, but it's also not like it's nothing crazy, but it's, it's not I can't play floor. an Avenged Sevenfold song on drums. Yeah. So how are you going to sit there? Like, dude doesn't play an instrument. His Facebook profile said that he, like, mows lawns for a living. And he's going to try to say that this girl who's working her butt off to put good content out is bad at what she does. And the only reason why she gets views is because of how she looks. I was like, grow up, dude. And so I was just like, hey, man. You could have said this. It's it's a simple. And yeah, he actually I think didn't get sim- mad, and a bunch of people were like, "You know what? Yeah, that's probably what he should have done." Yeah, so I someone think, called me a simp. I think the, I, uh, I think I think the, the way is not to argue. The way is to give people an option B. So it's like, hey, I understand what you're saying. Maybe you should have said it this way, and it would have been a little bit more well received or this the way you said it sounds extremely racist or sexist or whatever or even just if it's a wrong statement it's like oh hey man um so from my experience this is kind of the case or you know there there are nice ways to say things but i mean arguing and shouting screaming into the void that is facebook and twitter it just makes you look like an idiot. Yeah, it does. don't do it. Just yeah, don't like, do it. Bottom like line. if you're gonna if you're gonna correct somebody, like at least be easygoing about it. Like the dude was clearly older. Like you know, people in our generation, like none of us would think to say something like that because like we just grew up knowing that it was wrong. And so like being that he was an older dude, I was just like, hey, like it's not really cool to say that. And he yeah. didn't get too bent out of shape about it, but. Yeah, you, well, and you aren't going to change and, people on Facebook, bro. Nobody went on Facebook and got off and was like, "I'm a changed person." Well, and it's interactions like that—that that you saying, you know, "Hey, man, maybe let's not say that because that's this. Instead, let's try this because that's like you know, you know, you should have said it this way because that's just a better way of saying it. That's not whatever." And if he has enough instances of that, if he's any kind of decent person. 
he'll look inward and say, hey, I keep seeing that people are saying that the things that I'm saying sound bad. What do I need to do to make that not the case anymore? And maybe it'll change their language. So yeah, that like um, Austin does a really good job about that and make yeah, pop music. Like, he he's not afraid to like just be really blunt with people, but he like he's never rude. No, shout out yeah. to Austin. He does a he's a he does a great job of manage him and his wife do a great job of managing like the whole community with along with Clay. Clay helps a lot too, but like they do a good job of managing the community and keeping it very civil for the most for what they can see like what what they find you know they do a good job obviously yeah. the group's huge they can't catch everything but like you know shout to them to, for doing a great job of keeping a civil as possible community yep and i think I, uh, that agree. is probably where we're gonna land today yeah um just to recap don't be mean yeah don't be afraid to cut out bad messages and be yourself stay and, true to yourself well and be confident in yourself be confident in your true self <laughs> <laughs> this, this episode is such a train wreck it's not a train wreck dude i think people got a good bit of i think people will get a good bit out of it because i think i think that it'll be a good if anything it'll be a good reminder that they need to double down on being genuine. And if they don't know what genuine looks like, maybe before they do a bunch of self-promotion, maybe before they do a bunch of self-promotion, they need to do some inward searching and find out what genuine looks like for them. And on that note, we're out. And that's it for this episode of the Home Studio Hangout Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, please check us out on your favorite podcasting platform. Leave a review. It helps the show so much. Uh, kind of get out there for new people to find. Uh, if you want to watch this, if you aren't already, uh, check us out on YouTube by searching Home Studio Hangout. Uh, and thank you so much again for giving us your time and your attention. And remember, keep on creating. Keep on creating.